You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 175, sponsored by DCBS, Iverse Media, and Shiguri Death Frenzy by Funimation. to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 175. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello! And Josh Flanagan. What are you two on the goofballs? What's going on? Yes! <laughs> Hops up on goofballs. Filled. Our prescriptions are filled right before the show. It's, it's great. bad anime. <laughs> I think. I would assume. Welcome. <laughs> I've never seen bad anime. Uh, <laughs> welcome to our podcast from the website ifanboy.com, which is all about comics and comics community and discussion and enjoying the world of comics. And every week we read every comic, well, not every comic, but nearly every comic that comes out. And one of us picks the best one and deems it the pick of the week, writes a review on ifanboy.com. Then we come here to talk about that book as well as all the other books that came out, what we thought of them, what you thought of them. It's a bevy of comics discussion. Um, but before we get started, before we get to Joshua A.'s book uh, of uh, his pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> what are you, my mom, we, and you're mad at me? <laughs> we want to remind you that we're going to talk about what happened in these books. So there might be spoilers or you know, we might ruin it for you. So if you haven't read your books yet, you might want to press pause and come back later. If not, uh, you've been warned. And before we get on with the show, I want to tell you all, it's an exciting week to be an iFanboy member. really is. You existing members, you want to stay tuned. We've got some giveaways coming, so stay tuned to the end of the show. You're going to hear who the lucky winners, and you can hear about some other stuff that we've got coming up soon, so stay tuned. That was very vague. So, Josh, let's hear it. I, I take it back. You're not like my mom. You're like if I was in elementary school and there was another Josh. And yes. I would be Josh A, <laughs> but I, that's not really what I am. Anyway. Josh, um, you'd be Josh F, wouldn't you? I would, but he said Joshua A, so I had to roll with it. Joshua AF. I haven't been referred to by my last name initial in a long time. Okay. It came flooding back. Um, now, before I go with the pick of the week part. Oh, here is, comes here comes the excuses. The qualifier. The qualifier. No, here comes is, the qualifier. Because I got to say, I want, I want to hear you out because this might be a little tenuous uh, pick of the week discussion. This is not to qualify the pick at all. The pick was the best book that I read. It was fine, but I – I don't know what was going on yesterday, but getting through those books was a haul. Oh, you were having was, one of your bad Josh days. That's what you I were doing. I totally uh, was. There's, there's a cloudy day in Josh Flanagan's world. Oh, man. I was the days a, when, you get, when you read Scalped and you hate Scalped and you read All-Star Superman, you hate that book, and then months later you come back around. Yeah, no, that's and that's fine, but um, ugh, it was, it, it was rough. So I was very happy when I sort of I, – I did what, what Connor does. Um, I laid them all out, and I went through them, and I put my little ratings on iFanboy, and I was like, oh, looks like this one was the one that got the five. So I was happy about that. Uh, pick of the week is Captain Britain and MI-13. For some reason, uh, number, number 11. 11. For some reason, I thought that this had been pick of the week more, but it hadn't. The first one had been. Now, one, now two out of 11 is not a bad percentage for a book. Um, basically, this is just the the sort of middle portion of the, of the story of the war that started um, last issue where, where uh, Dracula, Count Dracula, uh, de- declared war on the United Kingdom. And, and, he, and he launched the now infamous uh, vampire missiles. And as I was going through this, thinking about things that I could write about um, and things that I could pick out that I liked, um, it occurred to me that there were so many of them. And even if you look at the things that I chose to highlight in my written review and then you go down the comments, you'll see that people 
highlighted a bunch of other things, which all could have easily been highlighted as well. Um, and I think that one of the things that absolutely impressed me about this is that um, it's just so much good stuff in here. And it's it's I don't want to say it's rare for a team book to be um, really good. But w- when a team book is really good, like above uh, really a, like, you know, better than normal, you start to notice like, wow, look at all of the stuff that happened within the confines of these pages and all these moments that you have to hang your hat on. And there's just a wealth of them in this book. And that's that's one of the things that made me really happy about it. Um it wasn't it wasn't like a specific like oh shit moment in this book it was really the combination of all of the things and i think as i was as reading this um and and sort of thinking about it after the fact is occurring to me um how much better paul cornell is 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 getting to be with the comic book form there's no disputing that the guy has a ton of talent he's been doing stuff forever um and his comics weren't even close to bad before but i think this to me was showing that he's getting even better like he's getting more comfortable with the form and um, one of the things that I really liked was there was a page, uh, basically uh, Black Knight, and and now she's Excalibur. That's her superhero name, which is kind of funny. Um, Faza were were in a plane and it blows up, and they're falling, and and they sort of start to figure out how to save themselves. And there's a page, and you flip it, and it switches to this omniscient narrator prose style. Um, which is a totally different style than any other page has ever been in any of these issues. And it, and it didn't grind the comic book to a halt. It was like a different thing that, that I thought worked really well and it was very unexpected. And I just love to see that kind of experimentation. Um, on top of that, um, it's just a lot of other fun stuff. Whenever there's a moment where you think like things, things are going to be okay, you know, Cornell's smart enough that he goes, no, nah, you know, what, let's make it worse for them. You know, and, and so Blade or Eric, as he's now known, <laughs> which is maybe a good thing or a bad thing. You know, he's starting to uh, develop a relationship with Spitfire, which was kind of kind of fun and interesting. And then, of course, they're gonna yank that away from them, and make the whole thing more personal. And and it's just there's this just it's all this fun character drama going on through the whole thing. And there's just so many different uh, uh, parts of it. Like we all pick up on the things that we find the most favorite. A lot of other people love the Pete Wisdom scenes, um, you know, in the boardroom. And uh, I just there was just a lot in this book to like, and uh, I, I'm I'm very much appreciative of it. I think it's very dense. There's a lot in these issues. Yes. It packs a lot in. You don't feel like you're shortchanged. No. And as you said, when you finish it, you can point to so much. I'm just flipping through it now and remembering things. Yeah. That were great about this issue, and there's so much of it in this one. And what he's what Paul Connell is really good at is putting in the really good character stuff in the midst of the action, mm-hmm. well, so that. When you get a lot of action, you still get a lot of character stuff, and you get the, you don't get people sitting around talking, which is which can be fine, and you don't get just people fighting, which can be fine too. But you get both together, which is often the best way to do it. Yeah. In these superhero books, and he really is really good at that stuff. It's good that you mentioned that because it's true that I focus on those character moments, but I do like in the background of all of those things happening, the vampire nation is declaring war on the UK. I mean, like, so that's the backdrop of the whole thing, and it, it isn't just people sitting around. You're right; it's in the middle of action. It's a good point. And uh, well, just real quickly, the, the sequence you mentioned, the um, the falling from the plane sequence, I thought was one of the best sequences I've read in a while in a comic. It was just fantastically paced, mm-hmm. and you and you got a real sense of danger as they're falling. I'm thinking, oh my, uh, this is going to be bad. Like, yeah, there's then neither one can fly. Well, they, you know, this is this is a problem. And, 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 and also, none of these characters are so big that you don't think, you know, they could they could die. Yeah, they could they could easily die. You know, Paul Cornell told us on the video. 
there's going to be casualties. Stuff's going to happen. So really, there's an actual sense of danger. Sort of like you know when we used to watch Oz, you never knew which characters were going to make it because none of them were sacred. Or have sex in the shower. Or that too. <laughs> Although I don't expect that in this book. I'll I'll be completely honest with that. Um, so so now now I can't you know um, to take the other side of the the coin, and I can't believe I'm being the one arguing against it. And normally, typically the the approach that we take is we're very respectful of each other's picks. I don't think there's ever I don't think in 175 episodes we've ever been like this shouldn't have been this pick. You're you're full of it. But once or twice. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> I try to ignore the bad times, um, but um, but the and I can't believe that I'm actually saying anything negative towards this title because I love Captain Britain, I love Pete Wisdom, I love Excalibur, I love the whole everything, and I, and I think Paul Carnell does great. Everything you said about the writing is fantastic and is correct. Um, Get to the butt and the falling scene, but there's no way I could have made this my pick because of the art. And the the drop off in art towards the end of the book when it switches over from Leonard Kirk to Mike Collins uh-huh. was not only noticeable, but it was distracting. And like there's one panel of Blade presenting in the boardroom where yeah. I, I literally had to step. I was like, really? I'm like that. This is what they like. I couldn't believe it. I could like the, the difference in quality between Collins and Kirk's artwork you know, was was just, uh, you know, it was unfathomable to me. And so, like, it was really kind of shocking. So I was surprised that, you know, I, I think the writing is good. I don't know if it's so good that I could have looked past that to make it my own pick. Didn't bother me a bit. I noticed yeah. it, but only really after the fact. Yeah. I mean, as far as I was concerned, you know, the story kept me engaged. That, that didn't knock me out of it. When I was, again, when I was looking through it afterwards, I noticed, I noticed that those pages, but almost sort of subconsciously, because they did the job they needed to. But if anything, um, it made me appreciate be able to sort of look at the bits of Leonard Kirk's art that I really, really liked. Um, you know, right, but it's a, listen, I don't know. that's I mean, a calculated choice that you can make. Take it or leave it. You can you can say, well, let's get somebody else in here to finish these pages on time, right. or we can put the book out late. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't in that situation. Now, for a reader like me, I didn't really notice it. It wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but you know. Yeah. I mean that, and that's it, and the, and the fact that also, and we're, a book that we're going to talk about later later on was was my clear forerunner for the pick. So it was a little like in comparison of that, but it was your pick, which I respect. Was it a fine. book that I read? I don't know. We'll find okay. out. Um, um, besides that, though, <laughs> I know. Yeah, Hi. conflict. Suspense. I, think we, Suspense. I think after 175 episodes, we need to mix it up and make them. There should be more. All conflict. Right, I, then I got a question for Josh. Then sure. Yeah. In your pick of the week review, you took it to Dracula, <laughs> and said you can't take Dracula seriously. Yeah. Dracula has to be one of the top ten all-time fictional characters. Oh no, I know that. I mean, in the context of the of the Marvel universe, when he comes out wearing his uh, George Hamilton outfit and his big frilly collar thing, he's mm-hmm. always been like that, though. I know that, but like, to, I would think to have me, have you read so, Tomb of Dracula from to, the seventies? No, I haven't. But what I'm saying oh. is that has so much baggage with it, and to me, you know, it's just like when. But, if you, ha- but if you haven't read it, though, then how's, where's the baggage come from? Because but Dracula's been in pop culture forever. It's like somebody who's never read Batman and they think of Adam West. That's – whatever reason, when I see Dracula who looks like that, that's what I think of. So I don't think of him as a badass. I just don't He's because for whatever reason. A so it's fun. That's really interesting though because when I see Dracula, I think badass. I think we're all so, doomed. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I, I, for whatever reason, like some campy version of Dracula became the, the default in my mind. Oh, wow. Um, interesting. So I don't think of him like – well, Seeing apparently he's, he's Serpentor, but um, <laughs> I think that's what he is in this. Actually, if I'm was, not mistaken, Vlad Tepes he, is he, part he of He was Serpentor. in Serpentor, yes. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right, yeah, yeah. Wow, a little portion of Serpentor was, yeah. was Dracula. You know, it was just really – I just thought character-wise and story-wise, it was just so solid. 
and it kept me on my toes and it kept me interested and and like Connor said there's so much on every page but it didn't feel um, like it was all being yeah. crunched in. D- d- don't get me wrong. I agree with all that. And I love it. And uh, and the cover, by the way, one of my favorite. Uh, this is like this might be one of my favorite covers of this run. Um, the imminent cover and the and the color the color this color scene the production work the layout of the the yeah. logo on the top and everything was just beautiful. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just it just and it, it's just the the art thing just really pulled me out. But I think Dracula is a great villain. I, I'm loving the art. So. No, totally. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not an excuse for using him, but but that I mean, it's just where my head is on Dracula, and I know I can't be the only one, but um, it's good. It's absolutely good. I have no complaints about it. The art, you know, it was there. It didn't really throw me off that much. I, I went with it. Okay. So there. So Fair you hated every other book this week. I did not hate every other book, but I was not um, excited by too many others, I don't think. Wow. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I was, I, my cable didn't work, so I was on the phone with those people. <laughs> For a moment, I flipped through the Batman Battle of the Cow book, and I thought about buying it, and then I said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm very curious. I think I know how this is going to go, but Connor, what did you think? I was really pleasantly surprised because this is Tony Daniels' writing debut, as far as I know, uh-huh. from what he told you. And it, for a first-time writer, it was pretty he, good. He wrote a just on a, side, just on a complete aside, every time I hear the name Tony Daniels in my head, it converts it to Tony Danza. Me too. I don't know why. Right. Yeah, okay. Angel. Carry on. Yeah. It's amazing. Jonathan. Mona. Rob. All right. Um, all, the, all the girls had last names with an ending with A, which was weird. Um, Samantha. Oh, Angela, yeah. Mona. Um, yeah. Like you know, first time writer, you you're worried, especially for an event this large. But he did a pretty good job handling it. I really, really, really like the setup they've set up for this this whole storyline. I'm really looking forward to this year of Batman. I think Grant Morrison said the storyline is that they've got planned out is, is will last about a year, and I really like the setup. I like the fact that all these characters now are in disarray and no one really knows what to do. And I really like all the interpersonal stuff. And his his art has really grown on me. When he first started, I thought he was okay. And then I thought he got better and better as Batman R.I.P. went on. And I really, really liked the art in this a lot. Um, so this is really, I mean, it's a really exciting setup. From, from, and they're moving quickly. They're not, they're not dragging their heels. This is the three-issue mini, and then we're out. And we're back, and then we're, we've got the new status quo. So that was good. See, right. I thought this was really clunky. Like, I read this two pages in. I was like, ugh. I don't, I don't know how to pinpoint it exactly, but I think there was just a lot of, I don't know. It didn't flow very well for me. <clears throat> and I've kind of even come out of of i don't even remember what it was i didn't like but i just overall didn't like a lot of it i think there was parts where like the lines were trying to be cutesy and that really like bugged me or it might have just been a style thing like i don't like the style that this was written um the other thing being that like when i when i was looking for tony daniel art after we did that interview with him i saw a ton of the dude's uh raw pencils Mm -hmm. and the raw pencils that he does are i mean they're they're gorgeous and for some reason, I felt like this was taken away from some of it. It, it looked a little more posy, or I don't, I don't know. Did he ink this himself, or, or no? no? No, I don't know. I, it, I felt like some of the fluidity and the cleanness of his stuff was was uh, taken away. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was the best inking job on this, but I don't know enough about it to actually be able to tell you why that is. It was just, I don't know. This wasn't for me. I really it's, didn't like it. It's three issues, right? Yeah. Yes. And it's going to be Dick Grayson, right? Well, no one knows. Right, from, well, the, from, the, from the preview art, they've shown the quietly are clearly Robin is Damien, which leaves okay. a hole, hole open. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because I mean, on the DC Comics website, there's a whole, there was a whole big battle for the cow number one, and then it was like Batman profile, Nightwing profile, and that was it. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of assuming that they just showed their cards with that. So I don't know. I have a I have a hard time with those events. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I put it back because I kind of feel like I know how it's going to end. I'll be impressed that they shock me and it becomes Tim Drake or Azrael or or Alfred. You know. But. I mean, but the, you know, like the thing is, is probably one of the reasons I'm talking about it. Unless this is a giant red herring, there all all the arrows are pointing at Dick because yeah. he's the one who doesn't want to do it. Yeah. No, no, it will there's not. There's nothing wrong with that, though. He's the one that should be doing it. That's fine, but it. from a storytelling standpoint, there's no surprise in it. And then there's this other Batman that shows up at the end. That's somebody else. It's probably Jason Todd. He's got guns. Guns, and a, he has the red eyes. <laughs> he's got the cra- those crazy eyes. Yeah. No. Well, no. He's got like red lenses over his eyes. Uh. Um. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't dig this. I don't even think I want to buy the next one. I give it a five. Happens. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love just the lack of. He's like, yeah, I'm not even gonna buy the next one. I gave it a five. <laughs> uh, I think it was a little overwritten as the first time writers usually overwrite stuff. But other than that, I love the story. I love the I love the setup. I love he the characters. Wrote, he wrote some series for Image. I think he's done. He's written and drawn a series before, not for not for DC, but well, even if you've only written one series, uh-huh. it's still it's still you're basically a first time writer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, well. Um, so, uh, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, my pick of the week was uh, the Ex Machina special number, issue number four um, with Brian K. Vaughn writing and John Paul Leon doing amazing artwork. And Josh, he's, he's, did you? He's awesome. Did you not buy this? No, I did. Oh, oh my. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows. <laughs> this was, this was, it's funny because we talked about <laughs> it. is going to be one of those shows. We talked about Ex Machina, how it's kind of gotten a little, um, you know, a little, uh, not repetitive, but a little not. Like it got, it's so good and you just expect it every time. The change between Tony Harris, not that I don't, I love Tony Harris's art, but the change to Jean Paul Leon. And this was like a reminder of why I love this series. Um, this story, it's just, it's a slice. And this is really where I think Vaughn could take this, this, this series and, and, and a more ongoing, I want to see more stuff of individual stories during, um, during, uh, what's his name? Mitchell hundreds, uh, tenure as mayor. Um, this is a specific story where he rolls out his plan to, um, address the energy crisis and put windmills up all through New York city. And um, the kind of environmentalist response to that, and there's a somebody who's been affected by his power who goes on a killing spree and kills a reporter, and it, it gets very kind of complicated, and there's a flashback to when he was the, the great machine, and it just had everything that made a good Ex Machina story in my, in my view. So you already got you already know it's good because it's because um, it's Vaughn writing Ex Machina at, at what it should be. But then if you lay on Leon's art, which is just beautiful. Um, this was this was a runaway. Like I was shot. I was like, how? After I read that, I'm like, how could that? How was that not the pick of the week? Explain I yourself, think, Flanagan. I think I was annoyed by the like the whole life. comic book thing. <laughs> I was annoyed by life. No, like like the the. Well, why aren't you telling comic books to do that? And it was like well, a long time. Well, to it give it like to a, give a context, to give a context, there's a point where the the uh, guy who runs a newspaper challenges Hundred because he's forcing the newspapers to print on recycled paper, even though it costs them more money. Mm-hmm. And the reporter makes the argument saying, "Well, you didn't make the comic book companies do that." Yeah. So um, I don't know. That, maybe like, that was it, annoying. It was to me for some reason. It was like. I was like, "Who's he talking to here? What's the what's the point of it? Like, is it a? I don't know. I just for for whatever reason, I didn't. I didn't really love it. I, I didn't think it was bad. I just uh, I don't know. What do you want? What, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? 
<laughs> it was great. Connor, did you read this? Or did you, I'm, did you I'm read reading it? in trades, so I'm waiting for it to be uh, collected in the trade editions. Oh god, it was it was just great. It was just really really good and uh, just John Paul Leon's one of the best. Well, he's one of the best artists in, in comics. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. totally. He did the cover of DMZ too, which we're going to talk about later. But that was really good too. Yeah. I lo- I love it because um, the books that came out are the May May books. And they all say May apostrophe 09, but my birthday's May 9th, so I, just, I feel like all these books that came out this week are on my birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> show is getting weird. And then, a, and then a fairy gave me a cookie. <laughs> That's not even my birthday yet. Action Comics 875. This issue totally reinforced my excitement for this whole setup, this whole new Superman world. This was so exciting, so much fun. It was like a strange combination of Superman and Checkmate feeling, and it was it was Greg Rucka really nailing the whole Superman world, and really making these two characters Nightwing and Flamebird quite interesting in a very few amount of pages. Yeah, I no, I liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely liked it too, and I think that I mean, you know, for me as a reader, when you're going to take on two characters that I've never heard of and don't care about, and call them Nightwing and Flamebird, which is which is rough. Um, he did it, you know, it was like, I was like, oh, Greg Rucka. Like, it felt familiar. Right. You know, like, oh, this is Greg Rucka. That's good stuff. Um, and it makes you want to know more about them and what's going to happen. And, and it felt like there's stakes, which is pretty hard to do when you've got two uh, Kryptonians on Earth, you know. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was fun. I liked it. So, so their task, basically, Zod is, he's, he's you know, as we knew, he's not all benevolent like he claims to be. He has sleeper agents mm-hmm. hiding on Earth. I liked and that a lot. And these two um, Kryptonians, one is the one is the kid, Ron from the from the Jeff Johns Richard Donner story arc. One okay. is the super kid who was Zod's turned out to be Zod's oh, kid. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's I didn't Night- catch that at all. But yeah, he's he's Nightwing, and he, everybody thought he was going to be Connor Kent, but it wasn't, which was nice a surprise. And the girl was, I think, a daughter of people who were who died in Phantom Zone. I I, I may have forgotten that part, but. Um, so they are two Kryptonians on Earth who've, who've tasked themselves with ter- catching all of these sleeper agents and thwarting Zod's plan. Mm-hmm. And Zod is not having that. So it's been, it's, he's setting up a really nice sort of quasi-militaristic field. It's, it's sort, of, sort of like super terrorist fighting, which yeah. is sort of the, check, the checkmate side of things. And I really like the art, too. Yeah, I did, too. Um, there was the, the splash page on the, like the second page, second and third page, right. which was this weird combination of... of uh, different a- angles. Great perspective on it. Yeah. Eddie Barrows. Eddie Barrows. Really, really good art. Yeah, no, that I mean that that I actually spent a long time looking at that double page spread and turning it, and then look turning it the other way and looking at it. It was good stuff. No, this was this was a fun book. Can I say that with all these DC books, I, every single time it gets me, I turn the page to the double page flash ad and I go <laughs> flash. Yeah, every time, every time the, the yeah. double page flash ad, it was so distracting. It in needs the DC to books. have it's- more stuff on it to make you know it's or, not part of the comic book exactly, i think yeah. what's the flash doing here oh yeah flash oh yeah <laughs> no actually i've absolutely i've been wait, i've been waiting for somebody to bring that up that's good stuff yeah i've totally done that <laughs> and now the crowd howls for blood as two damaged warriors sacrifice flesh and bone in a perverse <laughs> test of wills sure agree. <laughs> death frenzy he started the Fuji- ad by the way Fuji- fujiki <laughs> Janusuki and Iroko Saigen, two legendary samurai, share a long and violent past. Bitter rivals from the moment they locked eyes. These warriors inflicted wounds on each other that would have destroyed lesser men. But these are not lesser men. As the final <laughs> chapter of their saga unfolds, they must summon the strength for one last battle. 
a battle where only one shall survive because there's only one Highlander. That's the wrong movie. Take home the Blu-ray and DVD on March 31st. Shiriguri Death Frenzy, The Beauty is in the Kill. Visit Funimation.com slash Shiriguri for more details. That's S-H-I-G-U-R-U-I. Which was not actually what you said, but that's Whatever. Cool too. I can't s- pronounce it. That was like the ad. Yeah, well, that was an <laughs> excellent segue. Some, I was like, what's We just happening? needed some beats. Yeah. <laughs> With beats by the... No, not no, no RZA no. beats. That, but, was uh, the most, that was the most... Wow. Way to bring it, man. Yeah, good, that will, was the best, best ad ever. I think I want to buy that now. Uh, I will. I will say this: If we get back to comics, um, Scalped, twenty six. Now, yeah. Scalped is a book full of reprobates and awful people and just just terrible humanity. And one of the worst people in that whole series so far has been a guy named Diesel. Diesel. And that goddamn Jason Aaron made me feel bad for him. Goddamn Jason Aaron. Goddamn Jason Aaron. I was. I finished this book and I was like, fuck. I wanted you. You hate this guy. You've hated this guy up to this point, and now we get his his backstory and his history, and just like, come on! Now I feel bad for him. Jesus, he's still kind of pathetic. No, but you feel bad that he's pathetic. Yeah, you know I, know. What I mean, it's true. And you know, good stuff. This is my pick of the week. It was just it made me so emotionally <laughs> conflicted at the end of it. Aww. I think uh, I figured out well, real quick. I think I figured out his scalp style, which is to start a story pull back to the characters that are going to be important at the end of the story and then throw them all together at the end. Mm-hmm. That seems to be his scalp his formula. formula. His formula. Yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was another issue of scalp. Uh, so if you've heard us talk about it before, that pretty much covers it. <laughs> God damn it. Um, to stay on the Vertigo tip, uh, DMZ number 40 came out. And uh, um, DMZ has been interesting because when it's first started, I thought it was really kind of um, it was really interesting. It was really engaging. It was this whole idea of this war in America and New York City becoming this demilitarized zone and not knowing you know where whose alliances were and what happened. And then over the span of the past you know thirty five issues or so, it's gotten kind of settled and it's gotten very comfortable. So and now we're after the fifth issue. Yeah, well, no, no, but I mean, it took it took thirty five issues to do it, but now we've got you know, there's a government in place in the DMZ, and there's you know, like it's kind of like people are accepting this is the environment, and one of the problems I was having with it is that I felt as if it was getting a little too you know, like I'm like, all right, well, it's getting kind of not boring, you know, like because that, that didn't feel that edge that I felt when the book first started. That said, the events of this book, um, the, the basically how it ends with uh, Maddie Roth, um, the, our main character, asserting himself uh, in front of Parco, the new you know, the the head of the government in the dmz it was the moment now where i'm like okay now this could get interesting now we can get edgy again and dangerous and i think this book needs that edge of danger and i'm hoping that brian wood just can you know kind of brings that back to the fold so i've got to say and i I mean i'm reading it in trades along with connor and i have no idea what you're talking about i mean i know what you mean but i haven't (laughs) felt that it's been Uh, have you did you read did you read the maybe it's different from issue to issue standpoint but i mean have you read the whole parco election and everything or he's been elected that's the last oh wow okay yeah Okay, well, but well, there's been a trade worth of stuff since you read the editor, sure, but sure. That, that's my opinion. So, um, when, when do you I think Maddie's gonna get superpowers? <laughs> nice. I'm guessing. <laughs> Is that gonna I'm happen s- soon? I'm, I'm still waiting for him to develop some sort of ability. Well, if, he's got to take a swim in the Hudson. He does. That. Can I? Right, well, that'll do it. Can I tell you? Between eight years of Smallville and two years of Heroes, I don't want to hear the word abilities ever again. He should get some sort of ability. Oh. All right. So anyway, <laughs> so I, I really, I really like this issue, DMZ, and I like the direction it's taken, and and it will be good for me. Is he, a, so. is he a meta human? Stop. He might so, be. Um, he might be an so, advanced human. Oh. So you, you know what makes me really sad a to say? Human. What really makes me Green, sad? You're, right you're going to drop Green Arrow, Black Canary. I'm not going to drop it because I'm, I'm sadistic, but um, 
or masochistic, a masochistic. Um, so this but, is going to be sending it to Josh. Right, exactly. But and I really, I really, really, really like Mike Norton's art, and I think Mike Norton's art's fantastic. He's getting but better for, on this book, except for one panel. This was not a good book. Like, like the the dialogue was stiff, and like there was one point in the opening scene when uh, Canary's yelling at Green Arrow, and she says, "Your behavior is becoming dot 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 a concern." I was like. This doesn't read like her at all, you know. No. Like it was, yeah, he doesn't it was, have he does not have the characters uh, have at the all at this point. Um, that said, the moment that Ollie turns around and says, "I'm not Batman," and the Green Arrow signal goes up, made me laugh out loud. Uh, the, well, there's a cop. There's a cop who makes a Green boy, Arrow symbol, puts it into the sky. Boy, it, was, it doesn't take much to either make you hate a book or make you love a book. That's what I'm exactly. learning tonight. <laughs> like it's just like this is complete crap. Ooh, <laughs> or oh my god, this is a. Ugh. <laughs> is one or the other. I I hate to say this. This is the uh, I've given it a chance, and I really, I mean, obviously you've you've seen Mike's on our show. Like I like him a lot, and I think he's gotten much better at this. Like this yeah. book is better looking. Each issue he does is better looking than yeah. previously. It's um, solid. It's solid. But but that that being said, uh, the the character shift tonally on this is coming from out of nowhere. This is not the same Ollie and Don, and it's like for no reason. I I don't know why. Why is Andrew, Ollie so mad? Why are they so? And it, upset it wouldn't with each necessarily other? be a bad shifting in its, of itself. Isn't necessarily bad, but the, where it shifted to is 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 not interesting. That's, and, that's yeah, the problem. And from out of nowhere, though, like if and, and sometimes that happens though when you change when you change writers. But if, as long as it's an interesting take, right now we've just got a very boy. I mean, you could take away the costumes, you wouldn't know who was talking. Yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. But, and and what, what I don't understand is one of the best things to come out of the Meltzer, Smith, Winnick run of, of Green Arrow was the character of Brick as a villain. And you kill him, like, just, like, totally unceremoniously? Mm-hmm. Eh, I never really liked Brick. Oh, I thought I, I really liked him. I really See, liked him as a villain. Well, so. what I think is, is, like, over the course of whatever the 17 issues before this, you're building up this beautiful relationship between them. Yeah. Which I thought was, you know, we've talked about it in terms of uh, like Liberty Bell and Our Man, and it's like they're they're a fun couple, and I thought that was the strength of this book, even through all the shit that happened when they thought Connor was dead. What? Like they didn't they didn't break up, but like and then, and then he shocks her. That like, right there, I was like, that would never ever ever. Like, it's like he basically he basically slapped her, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. I would never, I would never, I can't imagine they. Well, I don't know why they let that scene in there. Um, yeah, it was a bad Just, call. I don't think I want to read this anymore. It's perplexing. Yeah, it's 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 rough. And wasn't the guy in the beginning of the book? Wasn't he in Checkmate? Which guy? No, Count Vertigo. Oh yeah, he uh, was. Yeah, yeah, he was. So how did? So why is he now a random thug in Star City? That was a great page, by the way. It was, it was a great page. Good, was a, that was a great. I, page. I, the only thing I really liked about the story wise was that he actually shot somebody with an arrow. <laughs> yeah. But so that's often, true. so often it's just like. I'm going to shoot yeah. real close to your head, and you're going to stop what you're doing. And yeah, you want to know another thing? And this is going to be really – there were lettering problems in this book. Oh, yeah? Where they would put something slightly above something that was on the far right, and then the, the next bloom was on the left. Yeah. It was only slightly below it, so it was hard to track what was next. Yeah. That happened a couple times in it, too. Um, you know, and maybe it's, it's you know, growing pains for the writer, but uh, – I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's the kind of thing, this Andrew Kreisberg character. I don't know what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. So <clears> – <throat> We'll see, but I'll stick with it because I like Norton's art. So, I, I was saying I don't know what I'm going to do because I've been reading Green Arrow forever. Yeah, I just, love the character. I just don't know what to do because it doesn't re- read like Green Arrow anymore, and it's yeah, just kind of really. annoying. And I, I, just, your world. I really liked how Green Arrow has been, and I know that it's been the same guy on it for five years. But this well, yeah, is such Winnick a was shit. doing it for forever, and it was just yeah. it was he had ever. that character down. Yeah, and he was an interesting character, and now it's just kind of bland. And yep. I don't yeah. know. 
He was like, I'm not Batman. I was like, why are you acting exactly like him? But that was funny when the signal went up, and no, then when it, they went oh, to see it, the cop, and he's like, your, thing, your, t- your timing was awful. That was funny. That the, made me laugh. The point, Chuckled. Eh, whatever. The, I mean, but the point being, like, he said, I'm not Batman, and then he goes on to act exactly like Batman and yeah. make all the same Batman choices. So yep. yeah. the, the joke has no holds no water. Sorry. Maybe it wasn't right. a joke. It was a portent. Maybe it is Batman. Wow. Ghost Rider. That's where yeah, Batman that's is. He's yeah. inside. That's where Batman he's is. Yeah, he's hiding Solly. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Mind transference. We're through the looking glass here, people. I need to read it again. I'll be back. <laughs> Ghost Rider 18 was perhaps... I'm sorry, not 18. 33 was perhaps the strangest <laughs> book I read this week. Number five. Number five of six. Um, in an 18-part miniseries. Ghost Rider... This was... Uh, first of all, Tony Moore drew this. Yes. Second of Ooh. all... I picked yeah. that up. This is part one of a new arc, and basically what it does is it catches you up on all the things that's happened in Jason Aaron's run. So if you were thinking at all about reading Ghost Rider by Jason Aaron, you could pick up issue 33 and you'd be caught up with what's happened. And it's is basically, more, on the, more on the book ongoing or for this arc? Or? I think more, more is on for the arc. He's awesome. A, I'm in. He's I'm an in. arc kind of guy. I'm in. And you get a lot of Tony Moore faces and all the good layouts and stuff you get from Tony Moore and, mm-hmm. and wacky action. This issue is bizarre. It's basically a history of the Ghost Rider, and basically what they say is there's been Ghost Riders throughout history in every part of the world and every part of America. So you've got like um, Ghost Rider in the Civil War, Ghost Rider in the Old West, Ghost Rider flying planes in World War One, Ghost Rider on, in a tank in World War Two, Ghost Rider in the twenties with a Tommy gun and a, and a sidekick Ghost Rider named Knuckles o- O'Shaughnessy. This is like <laughs> yeah, Jason Aaron doing goofy stuff, and this is like. Yeah, it's um, Ghost Riders, uh, Dukes of Hazard Ghost Riders, and, and Smoking <laughs> the Bandit Ghost Riders, and, and every kind of Ghost Rider you could think of. There's been a, it's basically a hit trip through, through through history, but basically explaining the war that's the Ghost Rider war that's ha- about to happen, and then at the end it's it begins. So if you wanted to read it and you think it's interesting, you like Jason Aaron, this is the issue to buy, check it out to see if you like what they're doing. I, I've never really read Ghost Rider before, so I don't know if this is new. All these Ghost Riders or not, I have no idea, but I'm enjoying it because it's. So unlike anything else Jason Aaron's writing, and he's really sort of tapping his goofball side with it, mm-hmm. while at yeah. the same time keeping it very violent and very, um, you know, it's still crazy. Jason Aaron, totally. But it's yeah. but it's also funny Jason Aaron too, right, which is cool. interesting. Which is you know interesting. Cool. Uh, I'm going to pick it up. I like Tony Moore. Um, so X Men Noir uh, issue number four came out, wraps up this miniseries. Th- this is, had a very satisfying ending and is going to make a great trade. And if you're not reading an issue, d- d- definitely pick up the trade. Fred Van Lente wrote a bunch of uh, backstory, back back matter stuff, like these little articles and stuff that really make it, that really frame up this world. And I just love the look that Calero gave it. And I just was very, very satisfied with this whole miniseries. Connor, I know you didn't love it. I know you liked the Spider Man better, but. For me, this was you know it had a, it had an end that made sense and was very noirish in my mind and was good. So this issue looked fantastic. Yeah, Ugh, not a good story. I thought I thought every issue this if this series got worse story wise. Yeah. Um, and I think if you go, I mean, I'm I'm not alone. If you go on iFanboy.com, all the comments under this issue are I don't know what happened. It just was very, oh, very. Like it. it was very obtuse. Very obtuse. I'll admit, I'm looking through X colored glasses. Yeah, so. but. Beautiful. He's, he's used beautiful. to obtuse. Yeah. Beautiful art. Beautiful, beautiful art. Calero did great, did great stuff. The mood of it was just so great, and the coloring and everything. Oh, it was just really, really good. So, um, cool. So, um, uh, that was just the books that we wanted to talk about this week, but other books came out, and uh, those of you on iFanboy.com went and uh, did your own pull lists and rated and reviewed them, and we picked out a couple of reviews from the user base. And our first one comes from Torque. Who reviewed Green Lantern Corps number thirty-four? Corp. Gave the story uh, a five out of five and the art a four out of five. 
And of the entire iFanboy community, 18.3% made this their pick of the week, which is staggering. Yeah. There was like three that were around this number. It was was a really split week. Uh, And Torque says, overall, I really like this issue. I really like this series. I'm very happy it's number two on pulls this week. It really does deserve it. Tomasi and Gleason do a great job in this space cop opera. Constantly a worthy pick of a week contender for me. They've really done a lot to maintain the momentum of Sinestro Corps War with good stories and great uh, and uh, and doing great setting up for Blackest Night. He's not wrong. I, I really need He's to be not, reading this book. You do, don't I? Yeah, yeah, this this I think this week actually because I bought the last one and I bought this one, and uh, I I was thinking I was going to tell you that just now, Ron. Okay, <laughs> so you've been told. Yes. Okay, so Ghost Rider, Green Lantern Corps. Got it. Okay. I think the art was a little more shaky than normal, but other than that, the so- the story is really solid. I mean, it wasn't awesome. bad. It's just, it's just he's, normally the art's really strong. I thought a couple of a couple of sequences mm-hmm. are a little bit off, but other than that, it's it's a really really good book. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, I, I I've been I I mean I jumped on last last issue, and it's funny because I hadn't been reading it and I hadn't been lost. Um, but get, I sort of just jump right in and it, and it worked perfect. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I wasn't lost at all. So good stuff. It was actually, it's a great book. You should read it. Yes. Next one is from, I, I scrolled down for some reason. I lost it. Um, from Ryan five, five, five angel blood and trenches. Number five, uh, story. It was a three out of five and an art, a five out of five. Um, no users. So like this is their pick of the week. Um, <laughs> And his review goes as follows: If you are a fan of, or you are a fan of Angel or a fan of John Byrne, you owe it to yourself to pick this book up. The first thing that stands out is how incredible Byrne's artwork is, especially since it's just pencils without inks or color. The detail that he fits into each panel is stunning, and he does a great job with both the action sequences and the quieter moments. Um, I was like, "Whoa, John Byrne is writing and drawing an Angel book!" Wow. Yeah, he he's, he did a Star Trek mini, and now he's doing an Angel mini. He's doing his IDW, I believe. Yeah. Am I wrong? Good yeah. for him. Um, so th- that's out there for you. John Byrne. <laughs> There's been five issues of it. How'd that yeah. happen? <laughs> I don't know. You know what's funny is that I saw it on the racks t- this week, and I saw that it was John Byrne, and I was like, oh, he's doing a new book. And I didn't click in my head that it was an angel book. Like I saw what? the title, but I was like, oh, okay, it's just a, it's a thing. Because when I mean when I was you know when I was a kid, John Byrne was the guy. Yeah, if you had asked if you had asked me, nineteen eighty six through, you know, ninety the mid early nineties, if, if he'd be totally ninety four is completely ninety four is really when he dropped off. Completely irrelevant. Yeah, I would say no way because he was like the biggest thing in comics. He was now John it's like Cassidy I, back then. Yeah, even more 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 than that. Yeah. I mean, he was all over every book. He was doing multiple books. It was like he was. He was yeah. everywhere. Writing, and, drawing. Yeah, it's just, it's just fascinating. Boy, Spider-Man Chapter 1 will mess your stuff up. Yeah, oh, that, was the, that was the low point, 2000. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so if you uh, read any other comic books that we didn't talk about and you want to write a review of them, go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, do your pull list, do your, review, uh, re- do your ratings and write a review. They might get featured on an upcoming show. And if you need a place to buy your comic books, uh, you should check out the Discount Comic Book Service. Uh, that's dcbservice.com. They're a great uh, website where you can order your comics and get them mailed to you. It's a mail order service. They've got monthly specials up to 75% off. They discount about 40% off the major publishers. They've got flat rate shipping at $5.95 for all orders. And in this economic times, you want to save and save on shipping. So no matter what you get, 
It's five ninety five. You can get anything that's in the previous catalog. They've got over fifty four hundred trade paperbacks in stock and ready to order. And the best of all, you can track your orders online. You see what's what's being shipped to you, what's been shipped, what you know the status of it. So go to dcbservice.com. They're fantastic. And don't forget that this book's this month's book of the month, All Star Superman Volume Two, is also available at instocktrades.com for forty seven percent off. So uh, check those both out. Now we get email. And we do we listen. We read the emails. We answer the emails. And this time we got an email from somebody that we know personally. Who sent it to <laughs> contact at ifanboy.com. Somebody, somebody we went to college with, somebody Josh lived with yeah. after college. He sent us an email at contact at ifanboy.com. So we thought we'd do it on the show. And, I, and Josh, I think you should read it as uh, Mr. I, I didn't want to do this. I, I did pick this because I thought it was an excellent question. So. It is a good question, but now you must read it as Scott. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, one will, no one will find this funny but the two of us but yeah. deal with it okay deal not even it. scott not even scott will find it funny. no he thinks it's oh. funny i okay, recently good. had a debate about alan moore and watchmen he with really some sounds big like this, comic book fans he's their main and in- here is their main intriguing point there's no question alan moore has successfully reinvented rebooted redefined and deconstructed characters genres and the medium as a whole I'm getting off of it. He has accomplished this by using established characters from easier earlier comics, historical figures, famous literary characters, etc. He lists a lot. Can you name any original <laughs> character or characters more created on his own, not based or borrowed from another work? If so, it's probably few. Isn't a mark of true genius creating an original character? Ugh. Jay. <laughs> J.A., why doesn't Alan Moore write good? <laughs> that's from Scott Cantor of Chicago. Is yes. that where he is these yeah, things? Yeah, yeah Chicago. Well, that's Skokie. That's, he moved back to Skokie? Yeah, I think. No, he's oh. in Chicago now. He's originally yeah. from Skokie. Right, that's how he sounds, Ch- by the way, by the way. It's not, I, I have a dollar. Shut Will up. there be cookies there? <laughs> All right, now we're getting insular. Um, okay, so is the market true genius creating an original character? Is Alan Moore not a genius? Well, first of all, he has created lots of editors. Yes, characters. he has. Um, yeah, that's important. It, it, Tom Strong, uh, Promethea. All of top ten. I mean, there's references All the top to ten stuff. characters, all the, pro- yeah. all the ABC stuff was original. Uh, except for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, right, right, right. But, that, um, that came from, yeah. All that stuff. Uh, you know, in comics, that's a, that's a, that's a tough road to hoe. Because, well, because that's that's the Jeff Johns argument now, right? And I don't think that anybody can 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 ex, you know can say that that Jeff Johns isn't a good writer. It's just some people have different kinds of strengths. Um, the reimagining of things, even if you take it further outside of art, you know, there's almost nothing in rock music that hasn't been done before. It's all based on blues, you know, and, and the same sort of sets of notes. It's just how you rearrange them and give it your own voice and your own spin. And I think that that works with comics. You know, every character's based on at some point Batman, Superman, or or you know, right. an anti-hero. Everybody's or the, got or, something. Or the X-Men. Yeah. Well, it's heroes. <laughs> if it's heroes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> but 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 he has. I mean, top ten alone's got what twenty or thirty characters that he you know they're all original. Yeah. So and there's and there's still you know there's still I was just read top ten this week. You know, there there's good really interesting characters out of all that stuff. Um. So, I mean, he does it all. I think that when you look about – it's an interesting point because when I do start thinking about it, what my favorite stuff that he did was, it is some of the more – the reimagining stuff. But, you know, even, you know, from hell – V for Vendetta is original, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And that's yeah, an totally, excellent yeah. book. Um, 
But it's based on historical. I mean, yes, it's original, but it does have uh, – yeah, but okay. yeah. No, yeah. V's an original character. No, it is an original character, but the whole – yeah, okay. okay so. well, no, you can but – take, but taking – if you – I mean, he's, he's implanting on imagined future England. That, yeah. that doesn't Actually. count as reappropriation. That's just that's coming up in the world. Um, I don't know. The dude has done so many different things in so many different ways. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He did a book called Halo Jones, which I have. It's all original. Mm-hmm. He does, he's done a lot of original work. It's just that his most famous stuff is the stuff he's reimagined. Yeah. And it's honestly, even, even the reimagined stuff, I mean, even the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Lost Girls, like that's, that stuff's really original. That stuff's really out there and really mm-hmm. unique, and, and I don't think any, a, anybody could have done that. You know? no. He did this great character called The Joker in this book called Killing Joke. That was really cool. <laughs> so thank you, Scott, for emailing us. And you probably could have emailed Josh or Connor directly. You know what? I probably would have just written back to him. I think that his, the fact that he sent it to contact at ifanboy.com, I said, okay. All right, cool. Let's do that. So our, our next question comes from Jesse T, who asks if we were – if he, he was – Jesse T says, I was wondering if you guys checked out Blair Butler's Fresh Ink podcast this week. Check out the shirts he, she's wearing. And he's speaking of Blair Butler, who's on Attack of the Show on G4 and does the Fresh Ink segment and does the Fresh Ink podcast. And we did see the T-shirt that she was wearing. It was very nice. It was awesome. Um, Blair was wearing Blair was wearing the Herm T-shirt that she had gotten she had uh, acquired during WonderCon when we hung out. You make it sound um, like she stole it. Yeah, I know. She we did. We were doing <laughs> interviews right out of my bag. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so she was by, she was wearing the Herm T-shirt that we are selling in uh, ifanboy.com forward slash store, um, which are selling out like hotcakes. That's aren't true. They, we only have men's large, men's extra large, women's large, women's extra large left, and of those. Especially the women's, there's only like a couple, a handful. Yeah. But we're out of all the small, medium sizes across the board. So if you want to be like Blair, go to ifanboy.com forward slash store, buy your shirt now, and and watch Fresh Ink. It's it's a, she does a good job. Let me tell you her. this. Let me tell you this about Blair Butler. She's the real deal. Yeah, she's, she's cool. She's, she's not full of shit. She knows her comics. Yep. And and that's that's worth. And something. she likes Green Lantern Corps. She does. Yep. She also likes. She does it. Yeah, a lot. She likes so. it better than Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. So um, if you've got a question, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Next up, we wanted to tell you about iVerse Media, comics for your iPhone or your Google phone on Android. And pretty soon there will be a Mac and Windows application available to read this stuff on as well. Um, you can get digital comics from companies like Boom Studios, IDW, Image Comics, Red 5. Um, titles such as Atomic Robo, Proof is on there, Flash Gordon, Farscape. They just recently added Dynamo 5, which you may remember Ron has been uh, raving about for a long time, and I recently got on board with, so that's good stuff. Pretty soon they're going to have titles available on the Amazon Kindle. This company is growing, is what I'm thinking. That's going to be really interesting when they go on the Kindle. Yeah, it is. It's going to be great, yeah. Um, And then uh, pretty soon uh, you can be able to get the Star Trek comic, the prequel to the movie, to the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie that's coming up. Um, So that's a big deal for some people. Um, did you catch that? Hey! <laughs> if, if, you, if you have an iPhone or, or, a, or a Google phone and you want to try it out, most of the titles have a free first issue, so you can go and you can check it out. After that, each issue is only 99 cents. Do the math. That's a little cheaper than buying them off the stands or even back issues. I am literally downloading Dynamo 5 number one onto my Android phone right now. Nice. Uh, yeah. you can go, that's not that's not a little cheaper. That's $3 cheaper. It is. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. And, and, and it's like 90% cheaper. That's math. And, and he makes it work. And, uh, you know, yep. I've, I've played with him. It, it works. It's, it's good stuff. And uh, if you go to iversecomics.com slash ifanboy, you can find out more. I, Iverse Media Comics Anywhere. That's their little slogan. And now, uh, for iFanboy members, they uh, we told you about – we may have told you about this before. But either way, uh, a, a lucky member chosen at random is going to get a free $50 iTunes gift certificate from Iverse Media. So you can either buy uh, – you can buy their you can buy their comics or you can just buy whatever you want on there. 
Um, and that winner is Chuck Boyles. Chuck right. Boyles, you've, you're the 50th caller. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, a $50 yeah. iTunes gift certificate. That's awesome. So we'll, yeah. we'll send uh, Chuck an email. And there's the, Does that mean I have to stop talking? <laughs> no. Okay. We'll, we'll send Chuck an email and, and, and uh, good, good, good job, Chuck. Congratulations. And, and, and thanks, Iverse Media. Go check them out. Don't forget, you can only win if you're an iFanboy member. So Ooh. we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to a little more of that. This, in a it seems bit. like there's some incentives, is what you're saying to me. There is. There's some incentive. Sweet. But before before we get into that, let's go into the voicemail. And our our buddy Luke from Denver has got a question about a movie. Hi, iFanboy. It's Luke from Denver. Uh, I am calling because Watchmen has come out and it's over now. So what's next? Um, that's kind of the pinnacle of what we've all been waiting for. Um, Promethea? Like, so my question is, what would you guys like to see adapted to screen next, and do you think they could possibly do it? Um, talk to you later. Bye. We got a lot of voicemails about Watchmen, by the way, um, and there is pretty much every conversation be possible to be had is being had on iFanboy and the various threads on that. So um, now that Watchmen is over, I guess, what is next? It's an excellent question. Uh, I could tell you what's next. Uh, Wolverine opens on May first, I think, or so. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. <laughs> That's what's literally next. That's what's literally I next. Clyde the orangutan. I've got a bad feeling about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. You know, it's it's a good question because. Like, you know, 2008 the sum, was the summer of the comic book movie, and I think that everyone was blown away by it. And, and we're so used to getting new things all the time that, you know, it takes two years to make these movies. Or more, considering the Marvel announcement they just made. Yeah, so, right. so you know, it's going to be a little while. They, which was that they delay, they're delaying Avengers and Thor. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's no it's, – it's like they've gotten every sacred cow at this point, and so now it's like the, that Avengers movie is the big pie in the sky, I think. That's um, probably – for most people. Yeah, I mean, the, what's next? Yeah. What's next is going to be, I think, either the big, the big push by Marvel, and then whatever. If Warner Brothers can get their act together, if they ever pull, turn around and and get a World's Finest or a Justice League or something like that, like Warner Brothers has to respond, you know, to what Marvel's doing. So. Apparently, the big, their big next big feature is Green Lantern. So yeah, it's just active development. I think that's been given a, a date, like a release date. Yeah, yeah, wow. um, yeah. And and other than that, you just you know hold your hold your hands hold your. Uh, Horses for uh, Scott Pilgrim and Whiteout, uh, the, the yeah. Oni offerings. Um, but Whiteout is uh, – there's a story. Hey, Youngblood's in, in active development. All right, next voicemail. It's been in development for a long time. No, no, just went recently. It's, it's recent news. Okay. Um, I got a lot of emails about that. Um, all right, our next voicemail comes from Manga Man from, who's, uh, from Seattle. He's got a question that we get a lot. Hey, fanboy. It's Manga Man from Seattle. And I was just wondering – um, I'm trying to impress this one girl who's into comics. She's kind of cute, and I want to know um, a, a comic that'll really just knock her socks off. Um, any suggestions? That'll be great. So she's already into comics, so it's not like I got to get her into comics. So he's got to be like, check out my Dan Klaus book, or, right. <laughs> or check out Eight Ball. Like, check out my Omnibus. <laughs> like it's but here. Here's the thing, uh, Manga Man, if that's your first name. Um, we don't know anything about her. <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately you didn't have any of that information which worries me that maybe your problem isn't so much uh, what comic you should impress her with but you should know her you get to find out what she likes find out what she's into there's a bajillion types of comic books you don't like all comics I bet you like manga but um, 
Yeah, you you got. We could we could we, we could say all these indie books. Maybe she hates indie books. Yeah, we could yeah, say maybe, all these, maybe she's she superhero books. Maybe she hates superhero books. It's hard for us to yeah. say. Here's what I but, think you should do. Oh, well, you're gonna get. You're gonna go ahead and just say something randomly. Something. Everybody <laughs> loves. Go go for that one. I was gonna say just give her Dynamo Five. <laughs> I was gonna say Lost Girls. Then she'll know what you got. What you nice. really want. Then she know nice. what to look for forward to nice. in the relationship. What's up? Yeah, that's a good point. It sets it sets a tone. So she's into comics, though. How into comics? Does she have everything and you've got to find something out of left field? Yeah. Cup noodle. Fuck it. Yeah. You can't get it anymore. Can't, can't oh, get that anymore. Back, it not. might be back in front. I don't know. Yeah. Manga Man, call us back and let us know what comics she currently reads and we'll go from there. It'll be what she books. likes. Come on, you you yeah. need to know this stuff anyway. You're not going to get anywhere just like looking at her holding the comic book out. Huh? All right. Huh? So. All right. Our last question, uh, last voicemail is a question that we never thought we'd answer. Hey, this is Kermit from Washington, D.C. I have one quick question. Since Peter Parker's marriage never existed, does that mean he's still a virgin? Because he didn't believe in sex before marriage. So, therefore, he's still a virgin, right? All right. Bye-bye. So, so he's, he's in a Navy area of some kind. <laughs> There's no place in the United States right now that sounds like that. It's March. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's in wow. the zoo. I forgot what he asked, to be completely honest. I only wanted to play that because he was in an aviary. So many of the voicemails we got this week were like people were running up like a busy street, like like jogging, like, hey, I called because – and I was like, I can't play this. What is hold this? on. Hold on. It sounded very serene. For a second, I thought he actually like tanked in like, like canned bird music. So what do you think? Um, are we, do we know that Peter Parker was saving himself from marriage? I didn't know that. I didn't know he was crazy. He wasn't put back to like his he was when he was eighteen though. No, but if if the marriage didn't happen, then then if he saved himself from marriage, conceivably he wouldn't have had it. So, but he's dated so many women. And, I like, feel like he's I feel black like, cat I, for God's sakes. I feel like if I try to answer this question, I'm just going to get myself into trouble. <laughs> I would say no. I would say no. I say no. I'd say no. No, because what happened? I mean, would would he have like he would have lived a life up to that point where he hadn't gotten married? I mean, dude, dude went to college, you know. Right, but what we're saying is what you know. Kermit's contention is that he was waving, waiting for marriage. I don't know if that's true is or that not. I've never on heard that. that. Stanley put in a comic book in the in the sixties, or is that you know what is that? I don't know. I would and besides, say that. nobody's nobody can make it past like twenty three, twenty four. That's not true. He so says be to right. a comic book audience. That was cheap. Oh, that was cheap. That was cheap. What do you write so, for heroes? I, I, <laughs> do they I, insult I, us? A lot. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like this has the potential to be another uh, another uh, uh, shape shifting having baby issue. So call call in, let us know what you think if Peter Parker is a virgin or not. Uh, call us he dated black cat for God's sakes. Oh. <laughs> have you seen her? My she, God, she was a sex pot. You know what? Because with no Mary Jane, that would have meant there's no way he said no to that. Right? No, he totally tapped, he tapped that. So oh. call one. Call one eight eight fanboys one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven Manga Man. We want to hear from you. Everyone else, let us know if you think Spider Man's a virgin. All right. So uh, we had talked earlier in the top of the show, and and we said that it's it's a good it's good to be an iFanboy member. Josh, why is it good to be an iFanboy we, member? We got we we, we said uh, there's going to be stuff. We're going to give people. We're very vague. Um. So here here it is. Literal stuff we're giving away to random members. So if you're ready for this, uh, Brian Compton. You are going to get a set of Witchblade DVDs. Uh, this is these are the uh, 
the anime uh, DVDs that, that we've the entire series, the yeah. whole series, Ooh, entire series, fancy. So the big old package. Uh, that sounded dirty. David, what's Witchblade? David Jules, you are going to be getting Pop Gun Volume One, the trade paperback, a 450-page trade with all sorts of gorgeous color uh, comics uh, running the spectrum. And the Harvey Award-winning Pop Gun, exactly. Uh, and uh, Ian Dunbar, you will be getting the Invincible Ultimate Collection Volume Three. Which, by the way, is a hefty, hefty hardcover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, there. congratulations. That's awesome. You can only win these things if you are an iFanboy member. And if you're not a member, you want to go to iFanboy.com forward slash store. You can sign up for the different member levels, and we're going to get that in a second. But um, we're also excited to announce that we have a big giveaway coming up in what, a couple of weeks? A couple few of weeks. weeks. We'll say a couple of weeks. weeks. Tell them what it after is. After Seattle. Let's do after Seattle. Yeah, that's after fine. The, yeah, so, so in April, uh, like the second week of April, so we're going to give away a page of original art by Mike Allred. Uh, it is a page from Red Rocket 7, which was recently re-released by Image Comics. Uh, it is a beautiful page, and I'm honestly like I'm kind of pissed we're giving it away because I want it for my art collection. So, um, and, and, and so what do you have to do? If you're a member, you don't have to do squat. You're, you're, exactly. you're done. If you want to be part of it – and listen, this, this stuff that we're talking about is just the start. And I know that I sound really silly, but like we have stacks of shit that we have to give away to people. And um, and we and we've got stuff coming to us. We've been we've been busting our asses to get you cool shit. Um, it's gonna be it's you don't want to miss out on these giveaways. So um, so, so that that I mean besides you're you're helping the show and and that's awesome and and the, and the website and all of the iFanboy stuff. But we're we're trying to give give out stuff and give back and everything for the people who, who help support us. So um, this is just so, a start. So go to ifanboy.com forward slash store, and we'll tell you a little more about the uh, about the different membership levels in a moment. But before that, uh, we got something else coming at you, Connor. We had another special edition podcast this week. Um, last week we had the special edition Watchmen podcast, which hopefully you've heard. And this past week we did a Wonder Woman podcast. Me and writers Paul Montgomery and Sonia Harris talked about the Wonder Woman DVD that just came out, the original animated film. So if you haven't heard that yet, you look back on your feed. It should be right below this show, or you can go to ifanboy.com, and it'll be playable there or d- downloadable there if you want. So check that out. It's another one of Bruce Timm's masterpieces, and this is a fantastic um, movie and a little odd show. We broke up into a little Nathan Fillion gush fest in the middle of it, but that was weird, but it happened. I, These things I, happen. You I, move I, on. You forget I, about them. I you have a drink, and you move on. <laughs> I can't, you know what? I was going to narrow down which one of you started that, and then I decided I couldn't. You know who started it. Yeah. I did. Could have been any of you, really. I did, but Sonya took it to a whole new level. Listen, whatever whatever Sonya thought of the movie probably means I felt the opposite. So, (laughs) Um, anyway, that's going to be over at ifanboy.com as well as all of the other work that we do on that site. This was a a bevy of hotbed activity regarding the Watchmen and all sorts of other stuff, which I can't remember at the moment. Hulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Red Hulk. Look at you go. Um, Pick of the Week review is always up there written every Wednesday night. Uh, The Book of the Month is up there. Uh, You pull your comics, pick your comics. That is the greatest thing on earth. Um, And and there's new stuff that that goes up on there every single day. So go to ifanboy.com for that. You can go to ifanboy.com. You can go to ifanboy.com slash about you'll see the social network links you can follow us on twitter facebook those kinds of places um and then while you're there you can get to the ifanboy.com slash store and and slash amazon to uh buy stuff via amazon and and buy our stuff such as the memberships connor as we mentioned earlier if you want to get cool stuff given away freedom you become an ifanboy member and you do that by 
joining up, and there's two different plans. There's the lower plan, which is $4 a month or $42 a year, which gets you an iFanboy prize pack consisting of some buttons and a sticker and a comic book from our collection, random comic book, good or bad, don't know, random. Or the higher-level package, which is $10 a month, $100 a year, which gets you the prize pack and an iFanboy member's T-shirt, which is cool. So you can do a lot of stuff if you want to support us and the show, if you like all this free content we provide every single day of the week and all these podcasts. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So become an iFanboy member and be part of the giveaways. You become a member, you're entered free. So you can do that. And you can also check out the limited edition Herm shirt, which we said before, we still have in stock, but not a lot left. So if you were thinking about it, you really like the movie, or you just want to show off your Washington pride, you want to jump on that quick because we're getting low on the stock. Mm. Mm. Tasty. And, and you might want to keep an eye out because we might have some more shirts coming out in the next couple the of weeks. The next special edition shirt is designed and ready to go, and we are getting ready to offer it. So keep your eye out. Stay tuned. Um, but while you're staying tuned, you should stay tuned to the iFanboy video show, which comes out every Wednesday, just in time for you to read your comics. Uh, you can find that on iFanboy.com right on the homepage, or you can go to revision3.com forward slash iFanboy. Um, we're also available on TiVo, on YouTube, on anywhere you like to watch a video. This past week, we had possibly our best convention show ever with the WonderCon show, uh, and Josh deserves a, a, a round of applause for his work on editing that that baby. And Mike Romos, iFanboy staff writer, breakout star, breakout star. Well, you, um, you know, to as well fair, as Jerry. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you talked to the entire cast of The Watchmen. True. I did talk to the entire no, cast of The Watchmen. No mean feat, my friend. Yes, it was a great show. And don't miss the, the antics of Joe Casey. Um, <laughs> but, are you really, um, are, do you really not like him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why he's on the show over and over and over. Yeah. Oh, I hate this so, guy. This coming week, though, this coming Wednesday, finally, I know you've been waiting for it. It's, we're dissecting Final Crisis, and you might be surprised what we have to say about it. So you know, I know we, we make that joke every week about how we may not get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly. Oh. Nearly didn't right. get it this week. Uh, and and you, you remember the uh, other iFanboy shirts? They're, they're nearly done, I believe. Uh, there, there's a few left. Uh, you can go to revision3.com slash store, and you can you can snag up the, the remaining iFanboy shirts with the blue ones with the red iFanboy logo on the front and it says intern on the back. Those are fifteen ninety nine. So get there and while they're hot and whatnot. You can email us at contact.ifanboy.com if you don't know us or you do know us personally and decide that's how you want to do it, and that's cool or kind of weird. You can also leave us a voicemail, 1-888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697, with any questions, comments, concerns, discussion topics for use on this show or on the video show. And finally, if you like the show and you like to you know, you know like to listen to it and you want to spread the word, go to iTunes, write a review. That really helps people find podcasts that way. I know folks have been saying that, but it really, truly does. And honestly, folks, uh, we've been slacking on, it, on the reviews. Kind of get in there. Write some new fresh reviews. Spread the word. Lastly, also better yet, tell your friends, tell your comic book store, tell you know other other folks who listen to comics that you enjoy it. You know, tell everybody about iFanboy. Tell them to go to iFanboy.com. Tell them to check it out. Tell them to check out the membership program. Uh, we really thank everybody who helps us out. Your support is what keeps us going, and we love to you know create this free content for you. So uh, tell people about how great we are. Awesome. <laughs> and, and how modest we are too. So great, 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 great. Awesome. We need to have another iTunes uh, review drive. Yeah, I think we need to challenge. Yeah, I think we need. I think we do need to do that. I, I would like to. I would like to think of some way to you know pick the best review or do some sort of contest. Let's think about that. That'll mm-hmm. be good. Anyway, so write a review. Get in on the action early. So I think that's it for this week. That was. A, that, that was. I'm tired now. I'm yeah. coming down. A lot of coming show. down. Yeah, a lot of show. Good stuff. Whew. Whew. I think people are gonna really like the next shirt with the um, stenciled naked drawings of us. <laughs> and next, next to Nathan Fillion. Did I not tell you that was the next shirt? That's not, that's not what you showed me. 
I said Nathan Fillion. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. All right. Until next week, I'm Ron. <laughs> I'm Connor. I always make it weird. On TV's make it. Nathan Fillion. 